on Radio 191 FM. ahi ahi. These are your Radio 1 Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi news headlines for Rahina, May 10th. Ko Eileen tēnei. A University of Otago staffing initiative to cut 160 administrative jobs has resulted in at least 170 new staff being hired in full-time equivalent positions, reports critic Te Arohi. Implemented by former Vice-Chancellor Harleen Hain, the job cuts came as part of the Support Services Review. The review looked to centralise administrative services previously managed by individual departments in order to increase efficiency and reduce costs. The job losses were expected to save the university $15 million per year. An Official Informations Act request by Critic Teorohi showed the increase in administrative staff since the Support Services Review. Client Services, which was created by combining departments' administrative staff into one body, was expected to reduce full-time equivalent staff to 284. However, Client Services has grown 31% higher than expected, to 373 staff. Similar increases are seen across Finance Services, Ask Otago, Student Experience and Operational Finance Divisions. Kevin Seals, Director of Human Resources at the University, says significant and continued growth in student numbers has led to the need for more staff in the administrative divisions. He cited the pandemic as another reason for the staffing changes and said the model was designed to be flexible, calling this one of its strengths. Seals said the job cuts made due to the support services review were necessary due to the nature of the restructuring of administrative divisions. Now we cross to Radio 1 News reporter Quentin Jane, who's speaking to Professor Philip Nell about the COVID-19 vaccine patent. Tēnākoe, Eileen. On Thursday last week, the United States government announced that they supported the initiative put forward by South Africa and India to waive intellectual property rights surrounding the COVID-19 vaccine, which would allow generic versions of the vaccine to be produced by other countries at a fraction of the cost. The New Zealand government followed suit the same day. This initiative is now supported by 60 World Trade Organization nations, however many of the major players, such as Japan and the majority of the European Union states, still believe in upholding intellectual property rights. Intellectual property rights in the pharmaceutical industry have been fiercely debated by academics. For some say that it promotes innovation and ensures that risks are rewarded and a return on investment, while critics argue that intellectual property rights lead to greater inequality between health systems and even have the capacity to stifle innovation. Radio 1 spoke to Professor Philip Nell, Professor of Politics at Otago University, about the implications of this announcement and the role intellectual property plays in the pharmaceutical industry. Professor Nell discussed the fact that there are two initiatives running simultaneously, this motion at the World Trade Organization to suspend the intellectual property rights surrounding the vaccine, and also the COVAX program, which is run by the World Health Organization. The COVAX program, rather than making vaccines easier to produce, relies on philanthropic endeavours where rich countries and private charities such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provide funding and vaccines to developing nations. Professor Nell argued that COVAX would only help things short term but wouldn't help these developing countries progress into the future. The problem with that model is of course that it never encourages the developing countries to develop their own industry. Every time they depend on gifts. So this other model that New Zealand and the US now supports I think is a much better model.
The agreement on trade-related aspects of intellectual property rights, more commonly known as the TRIPS Agreement, is the major global agreement outlining the intellectual property rights system across the world. The agreement is designed to ensure high-quality goods and services and ensure that companies can remain competitive, and as a result, the TRIPS Agreement dictates much of global trade. This has heavily influenced the global pharmaceutical industry, particularly in India, where many generic versions of medications used to be manufactured before this legislation came into effect. Because of the significance of the TRIPS agreement, Professor Nell was unsure whether or not this initiative would be ultimately successful. Whether it's going to be successful probably will depend on what happens at the WTO. It all falls under the heading of the WTO TRIPS agreement. Russia and China have also been distributing their vaccines internationally through a charitable model. Some commentators have suggested that this could further increase these countries' influence in developing nations. Professor Nell suggested that while these have made China and Russia appear favourable on the world stage, the effectiveness of these programmes, both in terms of public health and influencing the WTO's decision, is limited by production capacity. In uh, terms of international politics, the Chinese have gained quite a lot of credibility through what they're doing at the moment. And, uh, despite the fact that uh, there's still some doubt about how they handled it originally, I think they've built up quite a lot of what we call soft power in the process so far. This initiative will be debated by World Trade Organization member states at a World Trade Organization forum next month. Back to you, Eileen. The Otago University School of Arts Student Society held its inaugural ball on Saturday, following the creation of the Student Society in 2019. Last Friday, Radio One sat down with Ali Hawksworth, President of the Arts Student Society, and Executive Member Emily Jerram to chat about the need for the formation of an Arts Student Society at Otago and find out what's coming up on the social calendar. What we kind of found was that each department or each subject was really sort of divided. So people who were studying English felt quite, well, I personally, as like a German student, I felt quite separated from those who were studying like classics and history and stuff, even though we are technically under the same school, right? So um, we wanted to find a way, especially because it is the School of Arts, like the School of Arts exists, and the students didn't really feel, feel like they were together under a single community. Emily called organising the arts ball a roller coaster, especially as it was the society's first ball. The event was a success with around 200 attendees, and the School of Arts Student Society has more events planned, both social and academic. So every Tuesday we have study sessions, which is just our kind of weekly eat snacks, catch up with art students, um, learn some new skills. We've had like referencing sessions to learn how the hell to reference. Um, write essays, yeah, what done. editing, proofreading. So that happens every Tuesday at OUSA in room two. Um, and we're wondering about a wine and cheese for those people who couldn't come to the ball. So that will hopefully happen in second semester. You can connect with the School of Arts Student Society via their Facebook page, SAS School of Arts Student Society, and their Instagram at SAS Otago. This week on Radio 1, we're celebrating the local legends with stories about Ngaro Putawira helping out in the community. Catch a new interview every weekday here on the Radio 1 News. Renting can be an incredibly stressful experience. Dealing with landlords and property managers and paying rent isn't always easy, especially when you're fresh out of home or a hall of residence. Thankfully, students don't have to navigate the tricky world of tenancy alone, thanks to groups like Seoul's Tenancy Support. 
SOULS is the Society of Otago University Law Students, and their Tenancy Support Program assists students with the issues that arise with renting, both small and large. I spoke to Olivia Salmon, one of the leaders of the Tenancy Program this year, about the mahi they do and why it's so important. What does the assistance that SOULS Tenancy Support offers look like? Do you work with any other organisations? Yeah, so... um since we're just law students, we can't actually give any legal advice. Um, so we work with um, the law firm Galloway Cook Allen. Um, there's a couple of lawyers there who um, just volunteer their time um, to give advice to students. Yeah, so we basically um, have advice sessions uh, fortnightly um, on a Monday and yeah, that's when um, the lawyers come and and help give the advice. They tend to be kind of like quite meaty issues people are having that they come along with? Um, sometimes it can just be a simple issue um, where they just need to talk to their landlord um, and sometimes it can be a bit um, more of a longer issue. Um, yeah, it just, it really depends. Like you can kind of get any situation coming up, yeah. Are there any times of year where students are more likely to reach out, like kind of towards the start of the year or the end of the year? Yeah, um, well, when I was part of the group last year, um, COVID kind of impacted the group a little bit, so I didn't really get to see like what points it was busy and what points it wasn't. Um, I would assume at the beginning of the year there would be more problems just... Um, either with like people not getting their bonds back or um, people coming into their flat and they're having like a bunch of different issues. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll have to see throughout the year. Yeah. Um, why is the service so important? And why do you think students' knowledge of their rights as tenants varies so much? Um, I think this service is really important just because we all know that um, in Dunedin, the flats are uh, not great <laughs> and they have a lot of problems and I think it is so important that students do know um, their sort of rights and like what they should be able to have in a flat because um, like a, a lot of the time property managers and landlords they know that they can kind of take advantage of students because we don't know what we should expect um, so I think it is like really important um, for us to try and get as many people um, like contacting us and I think it's good and as well just because it's free like students can't pay for lawyers or don't want to pay for lawyers um, so yeah I think it's a really good service to have. If you're having problems with your landlord or property manager you can get in touch with Souls Tenancy Support on their Facebook page Souls Tenancy Program or by emailing soulstenancyprogram at gmail.com Advice sessions are held in the OUSA Clubs and Societies Centre on Albany Street and the next one is scheduled for Monday, May 17th from 12 to 1pm. And that was the news with Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi, Radio 1. Now, time for the weather with Ruby J. The Radio 1 91FM weather. Today we can expect some cloud, light winds and a high of 20. Tomorrow we'll see rain from late morning, strong southwesterly winds in the afternoon and a high of 19.